All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I, don't, I won't cover the Canucks. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. Oh. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-Epic.com. Check out their retail location in Surrey as well. Promo code Hockey Season still works there, but if you choose to shop online, you can enjoy free shipping Canada-wide on any order over 50 be sure to go check them out, Zephyr Epic. My name is David Grigelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber, for one more week. What are you going to do for the intro? What do you mean? The man who took over the, the place? I'm David Quadrelli. Are you going to do that? No, I I, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. I'm sure at least once I will call the new co-host the man who built the place because yeah. it's oh. burned into my memory. What, did you get a good card? Oh, well, I mean, oh. not great. I mean, for me, yes. Um, Young Guns of Kirill Marchenko. That got you excited like that? Well, you don't understand, man. This guy, Kirill Marchenko, Vasily Podkolzin's line mate at Scott. They were both drafted really high, and there were two young kids who played on a fourth line for Scott. They got seven minutes a night, and Marchenko, I like him. And then he comes into the NHL, and he was on a tear when he came into the NHL last year. He was really good. He scores a lot of goals. I think he scored someone. I got to look this up. The stat from him last year was crazy how many goals he scored before he got an assist. A lot of KHL vibes there, if you get what, if you get what I'm putting down here. I can't wait for the new co-host. Yeah? I can no, leave I'm now. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited for the new co-host, but no, I, I am joking. Of course I'll miss you. Everybody's asking me. Everybody's coming up to me. At, we had morning or practice today. Right. Just coming up to me. Oh, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, he's fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I give a damn. I'm, I'm very happy for you. You know that. Marchenko, man. This Speaking kid. of happy oh, for people. Oh, what the hell? Oh, my gosh. He's back. <laughs> if you thought that I was going to give up one last show to defend my Edmonton Oilers, are we back? Are we back? Are we good? I see it on the screen right there. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm still here for one last ride because I couldn't let quads get away with this, talking about the oil, or maybe we're just going to brush past the heritage knowing you. You probably would just brush past. Like everybody club. else, yeah. But the Oilers, are we back? I think we <laughs> no. might be back. You know it's the Calgary Flames, but. They're 12 points back yeah. on the Vegas Golden Knights. They're back all right. <laughs> they are back, yes. <laughs> well, it was a good time. I was boots on the ground at Commonwealth Stadium for the Heritage Classic. It was such a vibe in there, man. I've never been. Did you guys go to the other one in Vancouver years ago? No, I, I didn't. Did you? No, I didn't go to that. Yeah, it was like you heard Tanev talking about it. It was closed, and I actually want to talk about this at some point. Just like it feels like the Winter Classic, the Heritage Classic, they've all lost the shine, and I don't know why you're putting it on a Sunday. Maybe it had to do with both teams being bad, but it felt like nobody really cared about this one. And in recent years, even, and this is regardless of which teams are playing, in recent years, it feels like people haven't really cared about the Heritage Classic, the Winter Classic. You know, there was that one on Lake Tahoe, which was really funny because the ice started melting and that was great. But like, it feels like the shine's kind of off. And I think the first one was played 2007. No, 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 no. 2008. 2008. No. Three. What? The first winter classic? It was the Oilers versus the Habs. They were all there yesterday. Wow. I wore that toque on his helmet. Yes. Okay. Wow. But my point being is that I feel like. The, the peak of it, at least for me, and maybe this is because I was a child at the time, yep. the peak of it for me was like, you know, early 2010s when... Crosby when he got knocked out. Yeah, when it was Crosby playing in the game. Like, that was for me, 
Hey, you know, maybe it's because they added it to the NHL. NHL 12 had the Winter Classic mode, or maybe that was 11. I don't know which one which one it was, but they had the Winter Classic. It was really cool, at least to me back then. And I don't know, maybe kids are really into it now like I was back then, but I just, I don't know. I'm not super, like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, this is such a novelty. I think the novelty is worn off is what I'm trying to say. I, I will say definitely, like, every other year when it's in another city, I've never really cared that much, just like you said. It's yeah. just... It happens every year, a couple times a year, but having it in my own backyard, yeah. it was pretty sweet all yeah. weekend. The NHL world gathered here for this, so it was pretty sweet. It did live up to the hype. It wasn't too cold, but once the sun went down, I was in the upper bowl with the with the common man uh. up there drinking a couple drinking a couple pops, and uh, I even did the pregame show before got an escort to the game and then i got to leave i had to leave with a couple minutes left to do the post game show grind never stops over here and then we went out for a couple beers at greta last night and for a sunday good night folks Minton was bumping it's good folks over there you know what i think the only thing that i don't really care about the outdoor games what i would what would get me going i've heard a couple people discuss this you know that rink that uh that's like up in the mountains like play it up Play it up in Bam. I would like play it that. up in Whistler, and do, it doesn't. I know that you're not going to make all the money of like filling an arena with the ticket prices, but the sites that you're going to get for the game are going yeah. to be worth it if you play up in Whistler, if you play up in Banff, if you play in some of these spots where it's like just put the players out there, make sure the ice is really good, have a Zam, like have a full ice crew out there. But like that's it. Like get the sights yeah. and, and sounds of just playing in the mountaintop and some of these beautiful spots that they got a helicopter you up to to go play. Like, I just think that's a better marketing campaign. Parachute in. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. I think it's. I, I think so. That's no really, fans is what you're suggesting. It doesn't. You don't need fans. I don't think. But I think the, you do. The sites that you can get from that would sell the game so much better. Yeah, but from a dollars perspective, I think it's an investment that you got to make. Not everything's dollars and cents quads. Okay. I think everything is game. now dollars and cents, but yeah, I like that. Not sure. I, not sure. All right, you guys get back on topic. Bite my tongue here on yeah. this one. <laughs> Back on the hype train over there, Aaron Bordado joining uh, yeah. by surprise. And the thing the I said before the show was that, you know, that that was a game that it was two teams with bad records right now. And it was like that NFL game where it's like, okay, well, one of these teams has to win. Yeah. One of these teams is going to win. Two bad teams. You know how many goals Marchenko scored before getting an oh assist in the, in the NHL? How many, Chris? 13 goals he scored before getting one assist. That's actually pretty impressive. NHL. It's really impressive. <laughs> Marchenko, my, so I can finish my thought before we got interrupted by this freaking oily boy over here. All right. Vancouver Canucks, dominating 5 nothing win on Friday against the Blues. Uh, he got two goals from Hughes. Quads, your bet's looking pretty good with Quinn right. Hughes here. Which still stands. I made it clear that still bet stands. still stands. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, really good game for him, obviously. Really good game for the Canucks through and through. That was a professional win on Friday night. You had three points from JT Miller as well. And the 22-save shutout for Demko. And the Canucks showed well. I know you asked Rick Tockett this last week about it. Do you take it as kind of a, a show of respect or something about getting the team's two starters? They got the they got the Blues starter. They got uh, Shesterkin on Saturday. And man, I, I thought it was an excellent weekend for the Vancouver Canucks coming out of you know three of a possible four points. We'll get into the refing in a little bit here from Saturday night, but from Friday night, like you know, like what's the what do you say when somebody writes a good article? Like no notes. Like for me, Friday night, I'm like. No notes. Like, that was how you win a game professionally against a team that's coming in on the second of back-to-backs. And it, the mood in the locker room was, we deserved a better 
outcome there. Like that's what the players were saying was we deserved a better outcome. On Saturday you're talking. On Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um Friday, fantastic game. Like you said, don't need to talk about it too much. They should no, be beating the Blues. On a second of back to back, you do that. If they can do that consistently throughout the season, they're a playoff team. Like that kind of wind is what a playoff team does. That's the type of thing that we talk about with the Tampa Bay Lightning, with the Boston Bruins of past. Those type of teams that know how to win against the playoffs, you win that game on Friday every single way, those, just like that. Th- that's a, that's a you you should be winning that if you're a playoff team. But those are the games in the past that the Canucks have dropped, mm-hmm. and that's where the memes come from. Of like, Canucks just got blanked by a goalie we've never heard of. Usually, they'd be getting the backup in a game like that, right? And then they would still lose. Like you would hear the excuses come out in games like that, and for it just to be a yeah, it was a scheduled win, and the Canucks treated it like such. Business, man. It was and a business-like a, win, which is what Talk wanted to see. And that's been talked about about the rink, around the rink so much lately. It's just A lot of this feels like business, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the way the players are acting. They're not getting too high. They're not getting too low. It, it's, been, uh, it's been good. Then look, we can touch. I think we can talk more about Saturday's game. Because I thought Saturday's game, there's a lot more talking points anyways. Do you want to start with the missed penalty in overtime on Pedersen? Yeah, there? I wrote about this. We got the video this. here as well. Yeah, um, I wrote about this. Uh, for Canucks Army yeah. the night of. So the way the game ends, you're in overtime. Elias Patterson goes in. I think it was pretty clear that it was Keandre Miller who did the trip, right? He got his foot out there a little bit extra that caught Patterson, and then Kreider? he comes down and scores. Kreider was the one. Yeah, you're right. It was the left shot guy. Uh, Keandre Miller had the goal that finished it. but And the fact that it was Kreider immediately makes me think a little bit more like, well, he knows, like, he, well, he knows what he's player, doing. Right? Yeah. Like, he knows what he's doing there a lot. Um I think the replay gets a little bit better here in the YouTube. It goes to a second the camera view. But, um, man, the Canucks really pushed back in that game, too. Like, you know, you've you got the goals from Carson Soucy. you got the goal from Tyler Myers, which we'll play in a second. That was incredible. That So, the I mean, Pedersen hangs his foot a little bit, but to me, that's that's a trip through and through. I, I mean, mean a three the, on you get a three-on-one going back the other way because of that play. Yeah. And I, some of the calls that were made in the third period – at the end of the second period, like the the calls that were made in that game, that was a lot lighter. I know the the too many men one was that one was kind of tough because it looked like Pedersen like hesitated a little bit, like he was going to stay on, and then he went off, and Joshua already came on, but Pedersen ended up going off. That one was pretty soft in its own right of the too many men. Like you see a lot of changes like that uh, in the NHL. It's not like you need to wait for the guy to get on the bench to get off. Like that was a little bit of that weird area, maybe a little bit too much because Pedersen had the little hesitation to go to the bench, but. Tough night for the refs, I just think, in the end. Like, that was a that was not a well-officiated game, I thought. Canucks did some damage to themselves, like mm-hmm. like the, you know, the Philip Ronick uh, puck over glass, those type of things, giving them five on threes. But, man, I, I thought throughout, against a team that, to me, in the, the New York Rangers, that's a, that's a for-sure playoff team that's probably winning a round or two out over there in the Eastern Conference. Canucks, I thought they outplayed the hell out of them at five on five. Aside from the five on threes, the Canucks would have walked away with that game on a second of night... Second night of back-to-backs, they looked like a better team that game. The Canucks haven't given up a 5-on-5 goal in seven periods. That is very impressive in its own right, but the fact that it was a team like New York who are an actual cup contender... That's a good point. Like, they're actually playing like one. They're not at the bottom of the standings. Right. They're actually playing like a very good team, and the Canucks handled them very well at 5-on-5, and like you said, the 5-on-3s ended up costing... There was a lot of penalties, 11 penalties called in that game. I think... Up until the end, it was probably one of those nights where both teams would say, come on, are you kidding me? To the refs. 
and we saw the Rangers complain about a few calls, and I think they had legitimate gripes on a couple of them at the very sure. least. Um, obviously, the Canucks and then the game ends men. on it. It's it, the worst is when a game like, it's like the icing. It, you know, it's the cherry on top of the icing when the game ends because of a call like that or a missed call like that. That's the thing. If you're the NHL and you want to promote betting and you want people to start betting on your sport and all of this stuff. You need to figure this out because you can't have games decided that's on missed part. calls. And that's the thing. Here's here's what bugs me, Chris. If these officials were made available to media and could say, you know what? That was the that was the right call. I even got a chance to watch it. That wasn't a trip. Then okay, that's their answer. And and talk it, you know, we're left to kind of speak to the players, the coach about mm-hmm. this to try to tell the story as media when the refs have inserted themselves into the story and have become the story. And then we have to ask the coach to get the part of the story. You don't get the actual... It's a disservice to fans that the refs make themselves a part of the story in the first place, Mm -hmm. but it's an even bigger disservice that the refs can't then comment on it. And they can't at least... uh, You know, they can't say, yeah, that's how I saw it, or yeah, you know what, I made a mistake. Because, hey, if you own up to a mistake, that's one thing, right? But... The fact that a game was decided on it, it, it feels like there needs to be some, there needs to be some level of accountability. I, I, I don't want like to say. Accountability, I don't want to say. The, no, no, I don't want to say accountability because the the refs. A lot of people don't know this. The refs, after every game, have to go speak to master ref or whoever, mm-hmm. and they have to go over all of their calls. I heard Dave Jackson explain this on our friends over at Leafs Morning Take. Dave Jackson's the rules analyst for ESPN. He's a former NHL referee. And he talked about the process. They have a process in place. For sure. Right? I'm not... And sure, maybe they do need a little more accountability. But what I'm trying to say, Chris, is I don't know if you want to go full VAR and you have you know challenges on every play because I feel like that's where we'd be headed. I don't think you want that. But I think... I don't know any, like that. Any game-deciding goal should be reviewable. Like any go-ahead goal, it should be reviewable in terms of, okay, what were what was the things that happened on the play leading up to that? Do you know what I mean? And you'd have to come up with some sort of grace period because I hate the, I currently hate the offside challenge where there was a zone entry three minutes ago. The team cycles it around, they score, and then the three minute ago zone entry is called is called offside via review. Right, and now it comes back. I hate that. I think that's bad for the game. You got to have some sort of level of okay. After a certain amount of time has passed, this team's controlling the zone and this play didn't really affect it. But when it's like this, where it just happened, and then they go the other way and score, at that point, you need to be able to, whether you know, throw your flag if you're talking, throw your red flag yeah, I, I, and say, I want this looked at, sure. I want this penalty looked at because I want to, you know, I don't think this goal should count. I think what you got to a little while ago there was about just like having somebody be able to talk to the refs after the game. I, I To pull back the curtain a little bit, like each city each team has like a city rep like you have your phwa the professional hockey writers association each team has a rep like i think it should be those guys should have access like we don't need to make a big scrum with 20 microphones to talk to the ref because he's the story of the game but you know make it your local and a lot of the guys are traveling as well a lot of the the reps for your city or your town that represents the team uh at these phwa meetings you can have one or two guys. It would be the home guy, or maybe if the away guy is traveling, he can also be in the scrum with the refs, and it's not even a scrum. It's more of a conversation. Here's an explained thing for fans to understand. That makes the most sense to me. Even and that's the, the, it's different. We don't need, you don't need you and I and everybody else running in there with our mics to get, you know, the quote from the ref about the game. One guy to explain it. Talk to the media, and then let that media handle it from there. Even the 
explanations that we get about goaltender interference. Like, that's another big one, yeah, obviously. The one. explanations we get, because the NHL PR emails media, like, we get emails explaining it. And it's like, after review, we determined there was goaltender interference. Like, those are the explanations we get. We don't get some, oh, here's a really clear explanation of why this was goalie interference. It's just, yeah, he collided with his left pad or whatever. And it's like, this was goaltender interference. It's like, just it, it's it's just a disservice to fans, right. to everybody that consumes this game. It's a disservice. You know what, was, what I liked, though, about Saturday night? So that play happens at the end. The game's over. How many times last year were you just like, eh, whatever. Last night, pe- like on Saturday, people gave a damn. Because it felt like this team, like, felt like they were robbed. In before, before, it was just like, oh, that's just the way it goes in Vancouver. On Saturday night, it felt like they were robbed a little bit of a point there. And it's like one point, but the way this team's running at the start of the season, it, it was like the, the reaction on social media from Canucks fans, like, showed that people gave a damn, which was kind of fun. And speaking of giving a damn. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Tyler Myers. How about this? Let's get this out. We could play this on a loop for the rest of the show because, Quads, you were there a lot. You were there on Saturday night. I was there on Saturday night. Electric. Have we heard a louder roar? From the crowd, you can sort of get it here as a glitchy video plays on our, our YouTube here. But Tyler Meyer's shorthanded two-on-one situation and then just fires it over Igor Shosturkin, one of the best <laughs> goaltenders in the league, to start off a double minor penalty kill and like give the Canucks a two-to-one lead in the third period. Are you kidding me? That's the loudest cheer I've heard in years at Rogers Arena. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, that place lit up. Look at that kid. Look at the kid in the flannel. That, that That's electric. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Even the press box, nobody was cheering, but like utter disbelief is the only way to describe well, a couple it. Couple people down in my section were. Well, yeah, you're now on the content on the, t- content team. Yeah, I'm down there doing fist bumps after dark the side. Yeah, yeah, the dark side they call Anyways. it. Anyways, but Tyler Meyer, shorthanded, picks it up and just fires a wrist. Like, so I what tell work you, are you doing down there with the content team? Like all twenty of you, I see one tweet oh, right go now. out. So who's who, what, no, what are they t- all doing? Twenty people down there. There's, there's only a handful of people. Handful. Yeah, at least four. That's less than a handful. How many people does it take to send a tweet? Because that's all I'm seeing during huh. games, Chris. Well, you try and make a graphic. Let's see you put it together, a graphic to tweet I, I make graphics all the time. That's what I'm saying. How many people does it take to do that? I'm counting two. Well, I've seen your graphics. You were there just you, eating popcorn. You can't even... I don't eat popcorn. It gets stuck in my teeth. I just drink uh, green teas. 
You do drink the green teas. I do. Every game I have I cake a green for J Pat. We don't have a photo of it, but I yeah, got a cake well, for And you J-Pat. talk about this whole splitting down the media. I'm with the team side. I didn't. I didn't see a piece of cake. I offered you a piece of cake. I didn't see a piece of cake. I. They're actually. You're just lying now because there was one that I pointed at and said, "Hey, have some cake if you want it." There's two left. Yeah, but it was too small. There were two small slices, two really thin ones. That was left for me. I said, nah, I, "I either want a real piece or I want no piece okay, at all." That's, okay. a, that's what actually happened. All right. Nothing worse than that. Hey. No. Nothing On the contrary, oh, there is two things weird. worse than that. Your fantasy your team? Burger yeah. or your fantasy team there you go. are ice cold. And that's why Wendy's is offering fresh prizes all season long with Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Fantasy. The game lives weekly on dailyfaceoff.com with weekly prizes and a season-long prize of $5,000 up for grabs. It's simple. Sign up, play, and then get free stuff on the Wendy's app. You pick a prop that's going to happen in the game, and the longer you survive with correct answers, the more you can win from Wendy's. So while you obsess over your dream team, reward that dedication with Wendy's new obsession, the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Freshly added to the Wendy's lineup, enjoy the applewood smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts over the fresh, never-frozen Canadian beef. Next week, be prepared to sign up for the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor game. This week, it's up, right? Don't ask me. Aaron, you gotta help us out. I got one foot out the door. Yeah, I know you do. Anonymous uh, reviewer says, Tyler Meyer is playing much better in the past two games. Hey, you got to say, like, he had that really nice assist to uh, Phil DiGiuseppe as well, springing him. That was a big, that was a good play. A lot of people didn't mention that, but, like, Brock Besser's kind of flyby there to, like, almost a fake, like, he was going to be a guy going on the middle. Yeah. Opened up that whole area for Phil DiGiuseppe to score that goal, and Tyler Myers made a good pass there. But, yeah, he has been, he's been playing a lot better, moving the puck a lot better for sure. So, oh, he has that, undoubtedly do you been think, better. Do you think that's because of the, the spot that he's put in now, like, third pairing, 13 minutes a night? Do you think that that... Played, what, close to 18 in that game against Nashville? Yeah, no, I, th- I think... Or St. Been, Louis, excuse me. He's been much better, I'll say that. That's yeah, he has. He's he's played better. Another guy who got some love from Talkett today at practice was Niels Hoglander, oh, he's who Talkett has been very impressed with. We talked about it last week. Nothing's changed for me, Chris. Like, nothing's changed for me that Niels Hoglander needs to stay in the lineup when Teddy Bluger comes back. Mm. I am very pleased with what I've oh, seen from looks, Niels Hoglander because we've talked so much about... Yeah, he's probably going to make the team, but the idea was he's making the team because they don't want to lose him on waivers. But he, did he deserve a spot when we were looking at it and looking at everybody that was on the training camp roster? Heading into camp, I don't think we really thought, yeah, this guy hammered down the door for a job. He deserves to be here. I think Niels Hugland deserves to be here solely based on what he's doing night in and night out for this team right now. He is a firecracker. That fourth board. line could be a problem when Teddy Bluger comes back too. Yep. And Teddy, um, Teddy Bluger hasn't skated yet. He's supposed to very soon. So we'll see um, when that happens. But Garland, another guy that Talkett said he's been impressed with. Yeah. I mean, you're liking a lot of what they're what they're doing in the bottom six. Getting a little bit of contribution there. But the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, was... So the Canucks score eight goals over the weekend. Do I got that right? Five and three. Eight. Yeah. Four of those goals from the back end, man. You got the two from Hughes on Saturday, right? And mm-hmm. then you got Myers and Susie. Half their goals over the weekend of a weekend that was very successful for them come from the back. We just didn't see that last year. Like, we didn't see the defense adding any offense last year. Even Quinn Hughes, like, he wasn't scoring a lot of goals. He was creating a lot of offense for sure with this, you know, the amount of assists he put up. But that back end adding some goals, it's so massive when you get like a point shot that's at, like, man, like, Susie can shoot the puck, right? Like, I know he's not like an elite shooter, but man, like, he, he can really. He gets pucks on net with some pace, and that's just something like 
it's, you're not asking the the sun, the moon, and the stars. Though. You're just asking for a good shot that can beat a goaltender with some traffic. I think Susie can give you that. Like I've liked the way that he shot the puck from the blue line this season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fact that he was kind of the guy to just the fact that we were getting offense from the blue line, yeah. especially, yeah. Um, was very good to see. And you brought it up. They didn't allow a five-on-five goal. They didn't allow one over the weekend. It's been seven periods now mm-hmm. without a five-on-five goal against. Can we get the Corsi up here, too? I wanted to get the top guys uh, from the weekend, Corsi. And for Corsi, basically a measurement of uh, – look, at Aaron does such a damn good job over there splitting that thing up. Uh, Mark Friedman and Ian Cole. The numbers that we got here, Mark Friedman over the weekend, an 81.8% Corsi. So Corsi, for people who don't understand, is attempted shots. So when Mark Friedman was on the ice this past weekend, there was 36 attempted shots for the Vancouver Canucks and only eight shots against. A lot of time in the offensive zone for that pairing. Number two on that list, Ian Cole, similar numbers, 34 shots for, 11 shots against. I mean, hell of a job by that pairing and the role that they were using. They they sort of top four, sort of bottom pairing. Like, they're a little bit of both right now, right? They're, they're kind of rotating through that pairing. But if they continue to play like this, maybe they are the second pairing. I think you have to look at them in that manner. Like, they are the second pairing for this team. Yeah. What does it say about this team that Mark Friedman was in the AHL top a week ago, and now he's on their second pairing? I think it says a few things, and not all negative things. I know that might be taken only as a negative, Obviously, you know, roster construction, blah, 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 all that, whatever. One thing I look at is that the Canucks now have a system where a guy can come in, Mm. and if he does the right things and is playing by their system, he's going to be fine. And I think that's what we're seeing with Mark Friedman right now. Like, this is the thing. I think we've talked about this, Chris, you and I. Like, think about Jalen Chatfield was able to actually become a guy in Carolina. Like, NHLer, yeah. Outplayed Ethan Bear, who we are patiently waiting for on this team to return. Jalen Chatfield outplayed Ethan Bear in Carolina. They were more comfortable having Ethan Bear, or excuse me, Jalen Chatfield over Ethan Bear in Carolina. System. That's a wild, System, wild statement because Jalen Chatfield looked lost every time he played for the Canucks. He never looked good for the Vancouver Canucks. And is this another case where you're seeing a a coaching staff that actually kind of does the teaching and has a stronger, much stronger system in place, like actual structure in place. Is that the result of that? Because I think it is. It's not just the defense. You can see it with a lot of people saying, Phil DiGiuseppe, what's he doing in the top six? He's playing that role to a T, right? Like he's playing what that line needs to a T. That's why he's having success in the top six. Is Phil DiGiuseppe a top six player on every team in the NHL? Probably not, but here in Vancouver, because he's playing that role so like so well alongside JT Miller and Brock Besser, that's why he's there because he's doing a good job of the job that is asked of him. Which and we saw, man, did we not see this at practice today? How different do these practices look? Right? Yeah. They're not just drills. You're not just running through drills anymore. You're running through drills. You're stopping them. You're telling players this. You're doing this in between. Like you have, it feels like the Canucks have two coaches running each drill. Then the other coaches are just bouncing around telling players things. And, like, it, it just looks different at practice, right? And Scott, Adam Foote is huge in that role. Yeah, like, you should see Adam Foote at a practice, working with all the defensemen. After every every single drill, every rep that they run through, Adam Foote's grabbing somebody and telling them something. Instead of just, like, going through the motions, like, it, it, what is it? It's practice with a purpose, right? Like, is that some of the yeah. talk it's been saying? Oh, yeah. That, it's so noticeable. Like, it's not a 12-minute skate-around anymore. Like they saw. worked hard for an hour, man. They worked really hard for an hour today. Uh, to the Halloween good. party. JT Miller asked him for a comment on his costume. Didn't want it. Yeah. Uh, he said, nope, costume speaks for itself. 
Yeah, Which is fair enough. Sure he was does. a Playboy bunny, for those that don't know. I was hoping we could talk to, to Brock Besser today, because he was uh, the avatar. Yeah. I was wonder. hoping that, too. I wonder how long that took, because he looked, uh, that costume was pretty damn good. Yep. Yep. Okay, speaking of pretty damn good. The BC Lions, yep. Bring the noise, fill the dome. Yep. A home playoff oh, game on Saturday, November 4th at 3.30. Tickets are on sale now at bclions.com. They start at 30 bucks, and kids 17 and under can get in for just 15 mm-hmm. Bring the noise. Fill the dome. Yep. It's going to be a good atmosphere. I really hope I can get out. Uh, Canucks play that night as well, so if you're staying home, it's a long double, day. Double, double. Yeah, it's a long day of sports watching. I love a good Saturday doubleheader. And when you're doing that, yep. do you know what you're going to want, Chris? Oh, jeez, yeah. Do you know what you're going to want? Nope. You're going to want a four wins light. A light lager, crisp, clean, and easy drinking beer. Oh, yeah. It's time now for the Prospect Roundup, a presentation of our friends at Four Winds Brewing. Family owned and operated in Delta. As we said, it's the home to the Four Winds light lager, a light lager that's crisp, clean, and serves for easy drinking. Light a the beer lamp. For everyone, a perfect beer for before, after, or during the game. Ask for Four Winds Light Light Lager at your local liquor store or have some delivered right to your door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.ca Alright, Prospect Roundup, what do you got for us? I got three images we're going to roll through. Arshdeep Baines in the AHL. Where is he at? Number one. Arshdeep Baines, 13 points. He's got three goals and ten assists through eight games. But most importantly, that's all good stuff, leading the AHL. But I tell you what, he got the call this week, Thursday. You're going to see him here on Canucks Conversation. Our Steve Baines going to join us on Thursday to talk about uh, his hot start to the season. Uh, And and Abbotsford, I believe, tomorrow back in action, right? They got a little, they're wrapping up the California road trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tomorrow, you might see another name on there, Christian Molanen, 13 points in eight games. Did he get a Canucks combo bump? Some are saying yes. Some are saying yes. Because he came on the show last week, he's been ripping it up. A lot of people are saying that. Uh, so he's. This is our first one here. A little prospect thing. I know Willan is not technically really a prospect of the prospect age. Archie Bain sure is though. Okay, and he's leading the AHL in scoring. Speaking of leading a league in scoring, let's get to the OHL scoring here. Hunter B. Hunter Brustevich. He's got 25 points, leading the whole OHL in scoring. But that's not the biggest news out of the OHL. Kirill Kudryatsev. As I tell you, my tongue's gonna get into a knot saying all these names. Kirill Kudryatsev named OHL Player of the Week. As well, he's over a point per game now. And kind of creeping up on Hunter B. We know Hunter B's been off to a hell of a start this season. 25 points in 13 games. The guy's just ripping out that Kitchener team. Boat races some of the times you're watching that team play. But uh, Rustavich is off to a hell of a start, and he's leading the OHL. And he's a defenseman, man. Right shot defenseman. 18 years old. And you know what else is funny? I wrote this in the article about Kudryatsev. Canucks have three prospects in the OHL. The Ontario Hockey League. How many of them are Canadian? None. Yeah, you got a Swede, a yeah. Russian, and an American playing in the OHL and ripping it up all through. <laughs> you see uh, Vilmer Ulrichsen, mm-hmm. he's got four goals in his last six games. The big the big fella's starting to heat up too. Man, I, vibes are high right now with the Vancouver Canucks. Good time to go work for him. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan LeCaramacki, he's scored again. He's leading the SHL in goals. Right? Let's get the last graphic up here because I'm telling you, I just got all, what do I got here? Just a bunch of top of the league and scoring and all you see is Canucks logos. <laughs> Jonathan LeCaramacki, eight goals in 14 games, okay? I think someone tweeted, texted or sent me a message the other day saying, 42 goals is the SHL record, just so you know. I said, okay, 
We'll see what happens here. There's a long way to go here. Uh, but Jonathan LeCaramacchi has been excellent. And the goal he scored the other day, you saw this one, right? The rush up the middle there? Yeah. The confidence on this kid. I said it before. I'll say it again. He looks like a different prospect from last year. You have to think the things really – like all the stuff he went through last year with, you know, with the mono, with the concussion, the foot injury. I mean, yeah, it's going to affect you. We're starting to really see that now. And I think he's thriving – in the better league with better teammates as well. I think that does make a difference on a player who has so much skill. You want him to play with skilled players. Uh, so LeCarrie Mackey now leading the SHL in goals. Eight goals up to there right now. So that's your little prospect roundup there. Brought to you by uh, the light lager there at four wins. Light right. lager. It's a four, It's a 4% beer. So Quad's going to have two of these before he starts stumbling. Oh, jeez. All right. Shorter show today. We yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about it. Uh, but we still want to get in anyone else. Anyone else is a good one. Of yeah. course. Time for anyone else, presented by DoorDash. It's our listeners' chance to get involved. Hit us up in the YouTube live chat, and it's also our listeners' chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. That's right. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app Ding dong. and enter code NATION25. All capital letters there, NATION25. Graphic Offer valid in Canada. Subject change. Terms apply. What do we got here? So the graphic looked pretty good for a half second. And then it ended up... Uh, Sam Ross up. brought it up. Yes. Yeah. Probably should have touched on this. We definitely should have. And yeah, we that's should. a mistake yeah. on our end. Rest in peace, Adam Johnson. Yep. Uh, Man. Ian Cole spoke I didn't about watch, it today. Yeah, I didn't want to watch the video. Carson Soucy. I know some people did it. Um, Carson Soucy and Sam Lafferty both played with this guy, both had a relationship with this guy. And it's just heartbreaking. Our thoughts obviously go out to Adam Johnson's family and obviously his friends. I I, I don't even know what to say. Um, the topic of net guards came up a lot today. Really, really um, hard topic to talk about. Yeah, I'm I thought defer Sam to... Lafferty, I don't know if they're going to post a full interview, but Sam Lafferty speaking about this was... I thought incredibly difficult, but I thought he did a really good job talking about a guy that just everybody loved Adam Johnson. And, and man, it's a horrible tragedy to happen in a game. And this is on a week where two stretchers in the AHL, one of them was a silly pod Coles, and then, a, a, I mean, a death. I mean, right? Like, it, it's horrible. Um, I don't know what else. Like, I don't know what to say on the situation. I, I, I don't really want to talk about, like, the neck guards or, or these type of things. But yeah. I wonder if this is a conversation now going on more with the players, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this this type of thing affects the whole hockey world. This came out of the, the British League, right? Like, just a horrible, and you know, rest in peace to, to Adam Johnson, the whole family, I'm sure. I can't imagine what they're going through. Losing uh, – I did a lot of work with this with the union of people dying on the work site. It was something that we had. It was the day of yeah. mourning that we had and how difficult that is for families knowing that it's something that not in, in my line of work is like a, when I was at the mill, it's not really necessarily something that you love, but doing something that you have to do to kind of support your family. You're going to work and doing that to this situation here with him playing hockey, just unreal situation that you just hope can never happen again. But I mean, like it's fast game and, and scary, just the scariest thought possible about a hockey player has to be the situation. And I don't know what else to say really aside from, you know, rest in peace. And I, and I hope that uh, it feels like there's a massive amount of support for the family, for the players, for the teammates that were there with him. Um, I hope that the right support system can help, but no measure of support can, can help you kind of just, 
move on from this easily. That's it's incredibly difficult. I can't imagine what the family's going through. Yeah, um, JT Miller today even said he's like, you know, it's a dangerous game, and it's kind of lucky that this kind of stuff doesn't happen more often. Horrible, horrible situation for um, for everyone involved. Like it's just, yeah, it's so. Like I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And I don't want to try to pretend like I do. Nope. Um, very. And yeah, very I bad. mean, it's something. Like I saw, you know, the other day watching Vasily Podkolzin have the seizure. I'm thinking, like, man, you forget that like players are wearing blades on their feet. The ice is very hard. You know, Kaiser full contact. Like it's a scary sport uh, when things go bad. And uh, I guess maybe there, there are times where it's somewhat taken for granted a little bit, right? Like it's just a sport that we see the Canucks go out and play every two games and. It, it is a tragedy, tragedy that can happen, and I think that's something that I don't know what to, to do from here. I, I know that players and them are probably having a lot more conversations about it than us, but that's the thing. Like They're the ones going on the ice and doing it. We're just covering the sport. So, um, yeah, just rest in peace to the family, and um, I hope that the right support is there. And I think at least from the outside looking in, it feels like the support is – there's an attempt at the support. And I saw the, the Ontario Reign went out and named him their first star. He's a former player for – um, the Ontario Reign as well in the AHL. Um, so, yeah. Bless the family and hope that they can be supported. Yeah. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Or, excuse me, Betway. you got to get to Betway. Betway. All right, let's wrap it up here with our Betway bet of the day. Tough turn, but we're going to take it. Uh, over 6.5 total goals in the game and Trevor Zegras to score tonight with the Ducks and Penguins going up against each other. I think you're going to see a lot of goals tonight. Between uh, the Ducks and the Penguins. Ducks haven't been bad to start the season. They've been all right. San Jose, though. Canucks got San Jose three times this month. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Three times this month the Canucks play San Jose. There's some there's some wins there for sure. Uh, so uh, Betway bet of the day. Over 6.5 total goals in the game. And Trevor Zegers to score just one point. And you're getting that at plus 200. You're a Zegers fan, though. I know you are. You young kids, you all like uh, Trevor Zegers. You guys are favorite player. All you young kids. Nope. Not yeah. really. You like uh you like the flash that he gets, right? Nope. You and all the young kids, you guys are Trevor Zegers. I actually fans. really don't like Trevor Green. You like him in the short Trevor shorts Zegers. on the cover of the NHL games. Nope. That's why you got you buying the hard copy. Nope. <laughs> all right. Of the game. Yeah, it's just we're done. <laughs> we'll wrap it up there for my co host Chris Faber. Uh and our technical producer who made a surprise appearance today. Aaron Bernardo. Yeah, what the hell? My name is Dave Cudrelli. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of the Canucks Conversation. Canucks Conversation with Quads and Faber. New episodes every weekday, 1.30 across the board, except for Wednesdays, 1 o'clock. We'll see you there live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. For more information, visit CanucksArmy.com. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.